All right, welcome into another installment of the Three Fantasy Boys podcast. We're your hosts, Steve Duncan, Ryan Sams, and myself, Mikey Mize. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be breaking down, starting with the NFC North, uh, fantasy relevance from a player standpoint on each of the teams in the NFC North. This is kind of going to be a week by week thing. We're going to be doing each division, one division a week, um, until we get some football, something else football to talk about, something else football related to talk about, you know? So. Excuse my stutter there, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> Spoiler, so, the uh, NFC North, not going to be very good. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. We, yeah. I, I feel like we say that a lot, though. Like, <laughs> sometimes we're surprised. True. <laughs> um, but, Steve, let's start with this. Happy birthday. Today Happy birthday. Steve's birthday. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Anything special? Did you get a birthday cake? I did not, actually. Um, no, just went to work today and... And I didn't receive no cake. Um, like a true adult? Yeah. It's a true adult way, you know. Someone did buy yeah. my lunch, which was there awesome. There we go. Yeah. But And, yeah, yeah. It. now it's sinking in. You're old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we are rounding that corner hard towards 30, and all I see is darkness. And <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> yes all right so uh real quick before we get into the you know each team's fantasy relevance first i'll start with some news uh so obviously the aaron Rodgers news is the primarily primary news that we're going to talk about aaron Rodgers is unhappy you know surprise surprise he may or may not play next year the Packers organization has pretty much done everything they can to alienate Aaron Rodgers by drafting quarterbacks and not getting him help in, in the receiving core. Um, and just overall, just kind of going against the grain of what he, he wants. And that's even been in a game by, you know, play by play basis. So that's big news there. They signed, the Packers also signed Blake Bortles to a one year contract, which is, I, I think, very telling of signs to come that they're already preparing for Aaron Rodgers to not be there. Yeah. I mean, Blake Bortles isn't isn't gonna throw the organization down the drain on one year on a one year contract, but it's sure telling that, like I said, they're preparing for Aaron Rodgers to not play. I yeah that that Blake Bortles signing, like I'm sorry, Green Bay, Daddy Rodgers, he left town oh, yeah. with a bartender from Applebee's that's really hot, and now you got the old stepdad Blake Bortles coming in. He loves he loves listening to Journey, so on the way to school. He's just going to have Journey on S, uh, XM Radio the entire time, and your mom's not going to listen to you, and you're going to be really mad. Blake Bortles ripping, ripping cigs on the way to practice. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he's... Love it. it let's, yeah, he's ripping cigs. It, yeah, it's not looking good in Green Bay, especially after the Blake Bortles signing. <laughs> nope. Absolutely. So other news, uh, Kellen Mond drafted by the Vikings to sit behind Kirk Cousins. Uh, another kind of hairy quarterback situation. It should. It does. I don't think it's hairy on the surface, but if Kirk Cousins throws up a couple stinker games in a row, I think it can become a situation where they have the young guy sitting on the bench, ready to go. Um, so we'll see how that plays out as well. Yeah. Jared Goff, obviously, big trade with Matt Stafford. So Jared Goff, new system, new quarterback, or new, excuse me, new coaches, um, new receiving core, new everything. So we'll see how that plays out in Detroit. Us Detroit fans are uh, sitting there with our fingers crossed, but I think our hopes are pretty low. So yeah, optimistic. And then yeah, optimistic is I wouldn't even say. Ish. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't even <laughs> use that word. I would Why say not? it's more like, I don't know, I'm just like ready for this year to be over from a Lions fan standpoint. Like, let's <laughs> just get this out of the way. It's going to suck. <laughs> yep, there's there's no expectation with the Lions this year. From me, at least. 100%. So. Agreed. And then Chicago Bears drafting Justin Fields at 11 um, to sit behind Andy Dalton, kind of, or start right away. We'll see how that plays out. It seems like it seems like the Bears are very high on Justin Fields. They obviously moved up to get him. Um, I don't foresee him sitting very long, if at all. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Justin Fields, I mean, they got Nick Foles there, too, so. We'll see. It'll be a it'll be a quarterback competition, right. but I think Fields will take that um, this year. I don't know how many weeks in four or five weeks in. Give Nick Foles and and I was going to say yeah some time to you know just mess it up and Foles, or uh, Fields will just be right in. So if we've learned anything from Matt Nagy yep. at all, it's that he is not <laughs> he is not one to wait around. He will plug any quarterback in and run his crappy system <laughs> with anybody back there. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Andy Dalton will probably, he's going to win the job in training camp. But like Steve was saying, like five, six weeks in, depending on how he plays, they're going to get a lot of pressure just from the fans. Also, maybe from the higher ups, like we traded up to get fields, throw them in, you know, we want him to play absolutely. ball. And fields will probably take the job eventually, like you guys were saying. So since we're talking Bears, let's just start with the Bears. So, yeah, the Bears, I think the fantasy relevance is kind of... This whole this whole division, I think, is kind of one big question mark like we were talking about earlier. I think it's kind of just like kind of wait and see. It's it's tough to really foresee any scenario happening and saying that it's going to happen with confidence. Like David Montgomery, I think he's a pretty safe bet at this point. Um, he's a little bit touchdown dependent, but that doesn't seem to matter too much. Um He's going to be a solid RB2, in my opinion, pretty much on any squad. That's where I have him as like RB2, just because uh, his production last year was based, one reason Tyreek Cohen got hurt, and then his strength of schedule near the end of the season, and that's when he really blew up. It was just like a running back feast. He was going up against some of the worst run defenses in the NFL, and like them throwing Damian Williams into the mix drafting Khalil Herbert like I definitely agree that RB2-ish area is a good place to get him like using your one of your first two picks on him you're probably not going to get that value out of him that you want like don't draft him based on what he did like the last half of the year like he's he's talented running back and can break tackle uh or cankles <laughs> like a bad like he can, can break cankles baby he can <laughs> he can break them cankles <laughs> He could break tackles like no one else, but it's 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 kind of crowded now, that backfield, and they're gonna probably try to like ease the pressure off on him is where where's where I'm going, like ideal wise. I would agree. I would taper any expectations for David Montgomery from what you had last year. Um I think I mean, like I said, Matt Nagy's gonna run the same offense essentially, but I just don't think, like you said, it's yeah. just it's kind of a crowded room now, so we'll see how that plays out. But from a wide receiver standpoint, I think it's much more straightforward in that Allen Robinson, he's just going to get his production from a fantasy yeah. standpoint. And there's not, I mean, Darnell Mooney's is there, so he he is a guy that stepped up last year, and I think he's got a lot of potential to be fantasy more even more fantasy relevant this year, especially if Justin Fields gets in there. Um, 
I'd be higher on them. Same with same goes with Anthony Miller. I think they're both kind of guys that are kind of like streamers, depend you know, depending on the the um, matchup and also who's playing quarterback. If Andy Dalton's in, maybe not as high, but I think Justin Fields he's gonna he's gonna get the ball around a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, we're all um, rooting for uh, yeah. now Mooney. You know, I I know we are. Uh, um, I draft him. So he's on my team. I know we're just all rooting for him. We're excited for him. He's going to take over Allen Robinson's spot. Let's let's go. Yeah, let's whoa, go. Whoa, 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 let's whoa, whoa. go. Yeah, let's to the moon. Stick it easy let's on go. that right there. But <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Alan, I would say Allen Robinson. I think the past three years, regardless of who was quarterback, he's finished around the top ten. Like last year with. QB play that he had between Nick Foles and Trubisky, he still finished uh, running or wide receiver 12, and then he had 160 fantasy points. So, like, regardless of who's going to be that quarterback, it could be Andy Dalton for four weeks, and they, then they can go, let's throw Foles right. in. All right, that's not going to work. He's still going to, his floor is still going to be like around 12 points. But I know that this might be his last year, so I could definitely maybe see. Mooney kind of like coming into that role like maybe if he doesn't like re-up and he's gone like Mooney's definitely talented to where like he can kind of step in and take Robinson's spot but you could definitely project Mooney as like a good wide receiver too if he gets some good quarterback play like let's hope that Fields is what people say like say he is and he you know he gets thrown in the mix pretty soon and like he shines like I think he could yeah I think I think Darnell Mooney is a great option for a dynasty um, because like we said, yes. Allen Robinson yeah. being on the um, one year franchise tag, he's obviously got a lot to play for, but it's what's the long-term value in that you don't know where he's going, what his future holds, but yeah. he's obviously, like you said, he's been the most reliable option on that team um, for the past few years. And I don't see it changing this year at all, but Darnell Mooney is definitely another, op- uh, another name to look out for on the Chicago bears roster. Like, I, I yeah. agree pretty much with everything you said. And I think Justin Fields, I'm putting a lot of confidence in him. Like, kind of like he's my guy, like Steve was saying with Darnell Mooney. Justin Fields, I drafted him. Obviously, I believe in his talent. Um, but I think his fantasy value, his production is going to increase everybody's fantasy relevance on that team um, from running back to wide receiver to tight end. I think all of them are going to just get more um, get more love from from a fantasy standpoint because i think they're going to be scoring more so that's yeah. as simple as that yeah him and him and mooney good like dynasty prospects like if you if you have a chance to get fields he definitely has a really good upside and like mike kind of made the point like it kind of sucks he's in a matt Nagy offense and look what happened to trubisky like they also traded up for trubisky right. and they're doing it again with justin fields Let's hope they know what kind of quarterback they're getting and they can, like, utilize his skills, you know, because they kind of they did a tank job on old Mitchie. And you could say it's because of Mitch. You can say it's because of the offense. Anyone could be right. But, like, that raw talent with Justin Fields is there. Like, he produced really well in Ohio State. Like, let's just hope Matt Nagy does him right. I already saw a clip from Nagy, too, talking about, like, he's excited about all the new stuff he's going to do at Justin Fields. And just in my head, I'm just thinking, oh, come on, dude. Don't do it again. Like, don't do it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Don't do my boy like that. Give him a chance out there, coach. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely hit those dudes in Dynasty. 
And then no Tariq doubt. Cohen, I think he's oh, no, oh, sorry, just real sorry, quick Steve. on Justin Fields. I I actually really liked him. Um, I actually I thought you were going to draft Lance. I was, you know, Fields was sitting right there. I was so happy. I was like, all right, Najee Harris, Fields. You know, I'm rolling. And you took Fields. I like to pick up. One thing I do think about is, uh, you know, if Nagy and the coaching staff have another poor season, then they may be gone. A new head coach comes in. What if Fields isn't his guy? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, a, that's, that's definitely a, a good, good thought. Point. And I think like, that's why he, in a lot of dynasty drafts he slid in the draft um, because there is that kind of – it's just Matt Nagy, like we said. It's like, is, is Matt Nagy going to do the same thing with Justin Fields that he did with Mitchell Trubisky? And I don't think he is. And I'm, even if he, I guess, tried to implement some kind of system that limited him in, in any way, shape, or form, I think Justin Fields' skill is going to ascend that. Um, even if it's a new coach next year, I don't th- I think that he's just got – the skill set and the toolbox to produce on any team, um, and that's why and that's why I ended yeah. up going with him ultimately over um, Trey Lance because I think Trey Lance has a better better role this year, especially on San Fran with you know Shanahan's offense. I think he's going to probably Im- yeah. immediately he's going to score more points, sure, but I believe in the 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 skill set of Justin Fields over Trey Lance. I'm thinking with Chicago and Nagy, I think drafting and trading up to draft fields like that, I think it's going to buy them more time because it kind of felt like they're, they could have been out the door before this, this draft, but like PFF gave them an A plus, like everyone is just like all over Chicago. Like they were saying like they had the best draft uh, of 2021, which I don't think so. I think there are other teams that did a lot better, but they did really good. But like this made their fans happy. And I think, you know, it kind of, it might give them another like, two, three years with Fields. Like, all right, they drafted Justin Fields. Let's see what they can do with him, you know? So unless they go, oh, in like 17, right. and then, okay, yep, sure. they're out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're you know? absolutely right. But it could buy them some, some time. You know, I know a certain NFC North team. I said, if you take a if you take a quarterback, it may buy you some time. <laughs> this was last year, so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of just how it goes. Like like you said, things not going the way that you thought with the first quarterback a new organization or new uh, regime drafted. Let's try it one more time and yeah, see if we can get a couple more years out of this. So yeah, yeah. Point. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the Bears. I mean, you got Cole Komet at tight end, and I know a lot of people are really high on Cole Komet. Um, he's still a young tight end, and he's got a lot of prospect to him. Big guy. Um, played played behind Jimmy Graham for a little bit. I think he's definitely the starter now Cole Komet is um but a lot of people are very high on Cole Komet and I'm still kind of tapering my expectations based on the quarterback situation but like I said I think if Justin Fields stepped in I I'd, I'd be in on Cole Komet um from a starting tight end standpoint I think he could finish as top 10 um I think he's a big guy he's got good hands yeah. you know I like Cole Komet a lot of rookie quarterbacks too. Like they usually like to take that easy dump off to right. like a tight end. You know, we don't see really Dalton doing that that much. I'm not really sure what Dalton's production like in Cincinnati was with, uh, like in Cincinnati. But I can't remember. Uh, is it Dalton Schultz? That's yep, Dallas. In, yep. in the Cowboys, Dallas. So he did a pretty good job, I think, kind of throwing Dalton Schultz in there when he didn't have a concussion yeah. or whatever. 
So that's true. Yeah, Cole Komet. That's uh, I guess that's like you know, like you were saying it. Like yeah, he's in that out. he's in that tier of tight ends where it's like, you know, at some point all the tight ends are that that aren't the top five guys are kind of a dart throw, and I think he he lands somewhere in there. Yeah. You know? Yep. Absolutely. All right, so that's it for the Bears. We'll move on to the Vikings. Um. Vikings, another one. I think this is probably the most straightforward at quarterback, besides the Jared Goff situation. Uh, Kirk Cousins. But you do have Kellen Mond, like I said, that got drafted. And I think this, like I said in the beginning of the show, I think this could be a situation where um, if Kirk Cousins throws up a couple really bad games with multiple interceptions and he, and he kind of looks bad, they're going to have Kellen Mond ready to go and looking over his shoulder. Um which I don't think that'll happen. I think Kirk Cousins is actually a pretty underrated quarterback. Um, yeah. And he, he typically gets it done in a very, like, under-the-radar fashion. You know, he just has, like, he quietly has 400 yards and three touchdown games, and people kind of just don't bat an eye yep. at it. So I don't I don't foresee that happening, but it is just interesting nonetheless. Yeah. No, I feel got. like Cousins, the only way Mond gets a start over him if – Cousins goes down with Andrew. I think Cousins will be the quarterback all year. Um, you know, for future seasons, I think Mon's a good dynasty purpose um, guy. But at least this year, if if Cousins goes down with the injury, then I think that's the only way Mon gets some playing time. Or if Vikings blow out teams, you know, just throw Mon in there. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let him get some scraps. I don't see that happening either. But yeah, yeah we'll see. I see Mon probably sitting for a little bit. Sure. Kirk Cousins is underrated, especially yep. for fantasy. He supported the top two top ten wide receivers last year. They were number six and number seven. It was Jefferson and then Thielen underneath and the- him. Like and I think them drafting Kellen Mond mm-hmm. that's gonna kinda like light a fire under his spurs. I think he's gonna have probably a better season than last year. He wants to make sure everyone still likes that. <laughs> I, would t- I, would, I would tend so. to agree. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You like that? You like that? <laughs> that one I might- do. If you were on my fan, if I had one of them, I would yeah. like it a lot, Kirk. Kirk, if you are listening to this, I don't like you because you yeah, want to stay. Yeah, yeah, he wants you know, to that's stay. That's not true. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Kirk Cousin will be a low-key, like – pick up and redraft like dynasty if you can get them in a good spot like with one of your later picks cool but Kirk cousins are going to probably fall to like the seventh eighth round so you could like go draft both your running backs tight end probably even like a wide receiver and grab cousins near the end and you'll probably get a pretty solid starter for the whole season i would agree i would agree and if he's on your waiver wire that's a guy that you could just sit on your bench if you have a spot and just like wait for him to have a great matchup because you know he's going to put up those big number games. Um, he seems like he, whenever he yeah. plays the Lions, just plug him in. You don't even have to, you know. Yeah, plug him in. That. He's going to destroy us. Yep. Um, I don't watch the TV. I go out, I take a walk. Like, nah, I'm not watching this game. <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> I got to go do something else. <laughs> 400 yards by halftime. And, you know. Just yep. throw Mond in there, too. That's when Mond will start playing. <laughs> it's against the Lions. So. Yeah. Yes. So let's uh, let's roll right into the wide receivers that you said he's supported, uh, which I love both of these guys, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Obviously way higher on Justin Jefferson. I think he is 
a special talent in the NFL. Obviously, yeah. um, in my opinion, you know, rookie of the year. I know Justin Herbert had a big year, but or excuse me, I know what did I say? Yep. Justin Herbert. Yep, that's yep. his name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the quarterback. Two Justins. Yep. Yeah, but Justin Jefferson, I think, is the was the rookie of the year, no matter what. Um, it's just crazy what he did um, coming in. What was kind of like a murky situation with, you know, Diggs leaving. Is Justin Jefferson the guy? And he is 100% the guy. And I think he's going to continue to be that guy, especially with Adam Thielen getting into that age group where it's like, you know, he's still going to be very fantasy relevant, Adam Thielen, but he's going to, I think, take a back roll to Justin Jefferson for sure this year. And he's going to step up in a big way, at least how I see it. Yeah. He will. 1,400 yards last year. Yeah. Was Jeff, Justin Jefferson like that yep, is insanity? As a rookie. Number, he was number six as a rookie, and like both of these wide receivers, there's a couple of different ways you can draft them because I was kind of looking into this, like stat wise for them. So Justin Jefferson, number six fantasy points wise last year, they were only six points away from each other, and then like I was kind of looking at that and thinking, okay, well I hear you hear more about Justin Jefferson just because of that fantastic year, and he did right. it as a rookie. So, like, as you were saying, both fantasy relevant. Justin Jefferson had seven touchdowns last year to Thielen's 14. So, like, fantasy-wise, dynasty, Justin Jefferson all the way. Also, like, PPR formats. You know, he's going to get you a lot of points there. Now, if you're going to go, if you're playing in a standard league, go for Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson's going to get more like the air yards, you know. He's going to get tons of yards, tons of receptions. Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns last year, 13 of which came from the red zone. So, like, that is Kirk Cousins' red zone dude, the yeah. red zone dude. And so, and with with all this Justin Jefferson hype, which is, I mean, of course, like, the hype is real with him. Adam Thielen is going to drop to, like, probably the fourth round, third, fourth round in your standard draft. And you're going to get that production for at least one or two more years. Like, for redraft, go for Adam Thielen. Like, you don't draft them both. You don't want them both on right. your roster. But like strategy wise, if you're gonna if you're gonna go running back heavy in your first couple of rounds, just know that Adam Thielen, and that we're talking standard, of course, Adam Thielen's gonna be there probably around fourth, maybe even like fifth round, and you'll be able to get wide receiver one production, almost guaranteed if Kirk Cousins is the quarterback in that fifth round. Because I even think that's where Kirk or Adam Thielen went in their dynasty draft, which kind of makes sense for dynasty purposes because you said, like, he's a little on the older side. He's 30. Is he going to stay with Minnesota? But, like, just the red zone production from him. He had, I think it was the third or fourth most red zone targets yeah. out of all well, wide yeah, receivers you can't last go, year. You can't go wrong with insanity. either of these guys. Because um, when you when you watch Minnesota, yeah, <laughs> these are their only two wide receivers they really have. doesn't look like they – they really run a um, slot guy. It's just the two outside guys. You got Jefferson, you got Thielen, you know. So I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. Yeah, they have they have Chad yep. Beebe and Irv Smith, my boy Irv, Irv Smith, but those guys are kind of just supporting casts, and I think you you guys hit the nail on the head. It's, it's a two-man job over there from a wide receiver standpoint um, as far as fantasy goes. Yeah, I didn't even think about Adam Thielen, like, at all last year. Like, I had him on a roster one time, but once I was kind of going over all the stats, I was like, 
he was the number seven yeah. receiver last year, and it's just kind of mm-hmm. low key. And those are the kind of guys you want to kind of try to grab, especially like if in redraft, where the Raiders not on them because mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. as flashy. They're kind of just in there, do their thing. Like they don't have the giddy dance, <laughs> yeah. which is great. I did it. I tried to do it, and I broke <laughs> my toe. Then my wife laughed at me. But you know, but yeah, I, Adam Thielen is going to be undervalued. Did you do the, did you do the giddy dance while yeah. you were playing Fortnite and like? <laughs> Like Chuck, yeah. Chuck <laughs> yep. I had two monsters in my beer hat. I had the 3D nacho Doritos gummy bears. I was sticking you them inside. TikTok. My wife was making me yeah, chicken tendies. Make, making a TikTok yeah, yeah. Fortnite. Yep. Hell yeah, man. That was I'm it. all about it. And then, I mean, running back. Yep. Play Dalvin yep. Cook next. Like. Yep. Yeah. He's exactly yeah, he's top yep. three. He's gonna finish top three probably like almost automatic and he's just that type of guy um i'm not as big on alexander yep. madison he's kind of had opportunity you know when delvin cooks had to go down and he just doesn't look the same um so it's i think it's delvin cook he's just special play him that's really all we yeah can i say think about that's him. all you can say about Boom. delvin cook yep just play just play him that's about yeah. it <laughs> like, <laughs> just with his with his yeah play him with his usage i could argue like take yeah. him in the oh, first yeah. round Absolutely. of redraft yeah like, didn't get injured last year. McCaffrey did. You know, there's an issue with not the. I mean, Alvin Kamara. The quarterback play is going on, right. so we don't know who's going to be the quarterback there. Because in I I love the Vikings draft, probably the most out of all the NFC North. Yeah, Christian Derisaw, Virginia Tech tackle, and they got the tackle or the guard from Ohio State. So just this Wyatt Davis. So, and the fact that they got Christian Darisaw where they got him, that yeah, was insanity. Yeah. So, like, they're just making the line better. They're just, they're priming the offense yeah, for, absolutely. it's time to cook. If you, and if you have him on your team, just name your team, it's time to cook. Because <laughs> he, could, he could finish running back one. I possibly. would agree. Last year, PFF had Minnesota's run, block, uh, run blocking offense ranked 18th. And like you said, just bolstering the line even more with a guy like Delvin Cook. It's going to be fireworks. I think he finishes top three as well. He went he went, he went number one overall in our dynasty draft, um, albeit to a Vikings fan, but I don't think that really changes where he could have went from, from a talent standpoint. Yeah. Absolutely. If I had that first pick, I mean, Cook would be, would be right up there. Sweet. So. Yep. Yeah, I would think about it. All right, so that one's easy enough. We'll head on over to the Green Bay Packers, the gong show of the Packers. Um, Daddy Eddie Rogers is not I'm happy. <laughs> he's got old Jordan. He's got yes, Jordan he's Love not. behind him. Um, obviously, like we said, the organization's done whatever they can to piss piss Aaron Rodgers off, and it's working. Um, so we hope that he's a Jeopardy host next year. So our Lions, so our yeah. Lions aren't playing him twice a year. Or even, yeah, he can play for for the Broncos, too. That'll be all right. At least then he'll only kill us once a year. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, this whole whole part of it is going to be difficult to talk about because we don't know if he's there, we don't know if he's not. So we'll kind of break it down either way. So Aaron Jones, I don't really see a change. Uh, Maybe a a slight down, down check if Aaron Rodgers isn't there for Aaron Jones. But I think he's another guy that his talent speaks for itself, and he's going to get his fantasy points. Um, he's a he's a dual threat running back, 
AJ Dillon is behind him, and a lot of people were high on him. But after they re-sign Aaron Jones, it's kind of like, all right, he's our guy. Um, he's gonna get you know the mag. Mul- he's gonna get most of the touches. Excuse me. <laughs> I can't talk today, boys. So you guys are gonna have to carry me a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, Aaron Jones, I think is RB one. Um, and that's just the production that you're gonna get out of him, regardless who's behind yeah. center. Yep, I agree with that, Jones. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's kind of in a class of his own um, with Rodgers, without Rodgers, because you got you got a rookie quarterback, or you give uh, Blake Bortles a shot, maybe, and all they got to do is just hand the ball off to Jones, let him do his work, let him get his yards, and so I don't I don't see either way it being a big problem, but um. I'm, I'm trying to actually see. Maybe in the past game, that's it, you know. But at the same time, just well, they did draft. They did also draft Kylan Hill um, this year, and the Packers have kind of been known to like, you know, take chances on these on these running backs and let them kind of do their thing in the early contract. Like like um, Ryan was talking about, they're really good from an organization standpoint of getting the full usage out of these young running backs and not not spending a lot of capital, yeah. uh, you know, on the guys that are getting a little bit older from a running back standpoint because they don't obviously don't have long shelf lives. But um, I don't I don't think either of those guys, A.J. Dillon or Kylan Hill, are going to cut too substantially into Aaron Jones's production. I think he's still going to, like I said, be in that fall into that RB1 yeah. category. Yeah. For me, and it's not because I have A.J. Dillon on my fantasy dynasty roster, I could only see that maybe not coming true because I was looking at uh, the 2018 stats between uh, when Jamal Williams was on the Packers and Aaron Jones where they split carries. Hmm. If I think that if A.J. Dillon can prove himself in training camp, and I think that as long as he doesn't get COVID again, they might – they could go back to maybe splitting more of the carries – just because of the the 17th game. And like I was talking about before, because I, I definitely agree like with the PFF, like the way they theorize just the way to use running backs. It's not, it's not good unless you have like a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook who are just insanity to like use running backs in that way. I kind of like, depending on what happens, I still, I still definitely think, and I agree that uh, Aaron Jones, RB1, you draft him as an RB1 just because he's proven in that way. But with that contract, it's just, it's so hard to think about. Like, when the, the production, like, if A.J. Dillon can perform like he did in the postseason when they played Tennessee, where, like, he was just, like, leaving a trail of cornerbacks and linebackers with yeah. blues behind him. You know, they might throw him into maybe some goal line work and say, okay, maybe take that Stefanski approach that they do with the Browns, because I think that's just the smartest way to do it, is, like, take your insane, like, take the insane quad father, give him the goal line work, have Aaron Jones, like, take you down the field to get to the goal line, and then maybe Dylan will vulture some touchdowns. But that's, of course, that's just a theory. But I'm just throwing it out there just for people to think about. Just because, you know... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's a really good good point with the 17-game schedule. And like you said, A.J. Dillon looked great in those last couple games that they played last year. 
Um, and that's why the hype started, you know, and Aaron Jones was kind of unknown yeah. and everybody was on the AJ Dillon train. He's going to get all the work. He's huge. He's, you know, he's going to be like Derrick Henry and all this stuff. And, um, and I, I definitely could see that happening. That's a, that's a really good point. I didn't, I didn't think much about, um, but you never know. I think, I think AJ Dillon could be fantasy relevant based on what you just said. Yeah, he could be. That's a long shot. I'm thinking like maybe a 25% chance just because they both excel at different sure. things. Like you were saying before, Aaron Jones, his just tool, like his tool set is explosiveness and he is one of the best ca- uh, pass catching yeah. backs in the league. Period. And I, I don't think Aaron Jones or uh, AJ Dillon can hang with him in that sense, you know, but it's just going to be interesting to see, especially how we're talking about mm-hmm. how the quarterback play plays out who's going to be sure. the quarterback, what they're going to do with the team. But like, but I was just throwing it out there just to get people to think about it. And if we had to like rank them, I would still say you take Aaron Jones, obviously, every time. But keep, like, if you can grab Dylan with a low pick, like, don't waste a pick on him. If you can grab him as a stash to maybe see what happens. Because Aaron Jones has had some knee issues. And teams could be switching to that you know, lighten the load giant mm-hmm. running back room. Like they do in San Francisco, right. like just the running back turnstile. Like, all right, you go on next. Yep. You go, you go on next, next. Up mentality. Yeah. So the same reason you take, uh, Alexander Madison is to back up cook just in case something happens with cook. And that's why you take AJ Dillon also is you never know. Something could always happen. So it's always good to handcuff that guy. And especially if you, uh, have Aaron Jones on your team, it may not be a bad idea to try to pick up A.J. Dillon just to handcuff it, make sure you have that spot. So, Yeah, so that's pretty much uh, the running back room in, in Green Bay. <laughs> so weird to just pick it up. Like anyway, um, yeah, so wide receivers, obviously in Green Bay, you got Devontae Adams. He's a fantasy all-star. He's going to be extremely fantasy relevant he's probably drafted as a as the first wide receiver off your board i think he was definitely in our in our league that yeah. we just drafted for dynasty um yeah, he was the first pretty much receiver off the board yeah he's pretty much the only option oh is that you steve <laughs> that was, that was me. <laughs> yep. but he drafted thinking it was going to be aaron Rodgers in green bay yeah exactly yeah yep i mean why wouldn't drafted you before the nfl draft so yeah Yep. But um, and, I, I mean, real quick, does that make a difference though? Um, the I quarterback on on Adams. I think it makes a difference with Adams. Uh, they just have just look at the stats from last year. They have like a special connection. Not to take anything away from Devonte, really good route runner, but I think it doesn't does it take him down from a wide receiver one if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play with him. I think it does. I think he'll maybe go down to the wide receiver two status, especially if it's like Blake Bortles. And they right now it seems like they don't have confidence in love as a starter if Aaron's not back. You know, it seems like they still want more of a veteran presence, maybe just to get a competition in there and see if love can win. But I think the special connection between them, but the two of them is why they it's partly the reason why Aaron Rodgers won MVP last year. I got Ryan froze. Yeah. 
kind of froze on me too, but I did hear that's why he got MVP last year. And that is true. They do have a special connection and it sucks. You know, I hope, I hope Rogers plays. And if he doesn't, then best of luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> the next guy just slings balls Adam's way. So oh, that's, that's it. They like sling Jordan balls. Love. Sling, sling them balls, baby. And sling, like sling balls. Yeah. They really like Jordan Love. They, you know, they traded up in the first round of draft him last year. Yeah. And part of me has to think they knew it was going to make Rodgers angry, but maybe that's what they wanted from him because it seems like Rodgers plays his best when he has something to prove. You know, he wanted to prove San Francisco wrong when they passed on him. So I'm going to win a Super Bowl and show them that they were wrong. After that, he has amazing stats, but they didn't really make it, you know, far into the playoffs and some can say that's on the team some say it's on him who knows because we're not in the locker room you know right. all we can do is just watch the football so so ryan that's a pretty significant drop if you had uh Devonta adams going to an rb2 if rogers isn't there um i would tend to disagree only because the pass blocking in in green bay is is great it's excellent david bakhtiari and those guys on the line are just like I think they just give whoever's back there a ton of time um, and yeah. not just that, but the, the running back room as well. I think the supporting cast will, will hold up even if Rodgers isn't there, if it's Blake Bortles, if it's um, Jordan Love. I think I would still consider Devontae Adams an RB or a, excuse me, a wide receiver one, just because I think he's one of those top tier receivers. Yeah. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams, he's, he's, he's in that cloth. And I think he'll be wide receiver one no matter who's back there. But I definitely agree that there will be a down arrow um, next to his name if it's not Aaron Rodgers because I, I, de- I definitely get the, the special connection side of that. Um, Is he still yeah, a top 10, you think, if, let's say, Blake Bortles – let's say yes. if it goes Blake Bortles for six, maybe five or six weeks, and then it moves to love. Top 10? Yes. I think so. Okay. I would, I would say that. We, do you disagree? I think let's, let's put it let's put it on wax if you disagree. So you with like the DeAndre Hopkins, fantastic. Because I like I I never like the way I kind of like go with like the theory is that it's never one person in it that makes the difference. You know DeAndre Hopkins, fantastic. He's also had Deshaun Watson throwing to him and Kyler Murray. You know what can he do without a, those fantastic quarterbacks? Because, you know, some people say what you want about Kyler Murray at the end of last year. He had a he had a hurt shoulder. You know, that affected the way that he played. Like, coming back healthy, he's going to probably have a better year than next year. Or, like, than last year. I believe he's set to, like, have an insane season. I just think that I believe Deontay or, or uh, Devontae Adams relies on, like, the GOAT. Because I think Aaron Rodgers, stats-wise, is probably one of the greatest to ever play. Like, I'm just thinking if you take that quarterback away, he's going to lose production. I And for me, I think he might fall outside the top 10. Not like he's going to be a top 20, you know, but I think we could put him more in that Allen Robinson to where maybe he's, you know, he's 12, maybe he's 15. But I, I just don't think that the amount of targets, maybe the targets will be there, but, you know, is that rapport still going to be the same? But that's just my, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I could see. I could see it being tough. Definitely, absolutely, I see it being tough. Because, like you said, DeAndre Hopkins finished at ten, I believe, last year. Um, 
but he's also running in a four-eyed receiver set, so even top ten, I think, is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah. in that regard, that's true. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think he's he's special like that, and I would definitely dis. He's not gonna. Yeah, I would say top ten. I would say just top ten. If okay. you said if you said nine, I might think about it. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah. It's kind of where I, where I cut cut it at, but. Yeah, Ryan makes a great point, though, because what Rodgers does is special. And Rodgers, you know, it's it's not just Adams. It's it's the guy that's playing across from Adams on the other side of the field. And Rodgers did a great job at taking um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard, um, St. Brown. Like, he did a great job at making those guys relevant receivers. And so it took a little pressure off of Adams. And who knows if, you know, if Rodgers doesn't play, will the other quarterback do the same thing? Make these other receivers the second, you know, who, I don't know who would be the second on the team, but will the quarterback do the same thing? You know, make them relevant in fantasy or make them relevant just in general where you don't have to, you know, you don't you team up you double team um Adams obviously but if there's another quarterback in there it's like yeah let's triple team them because who else are they going to throw to so it is a good yeah. point I, I I just think I, mean, I just think with the with the other guy I mean you got Aaron Jones who's a pass catching back you have an awesome offensive line yeah I just think there's enough other offensive firepower to keep him in that um top ten range. And I, I see that's like the said, argument. Like I said, I don't, I don't think he's going to finish top five by any means if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Yeah, um, but, but I would definitely see him finishing five, five to ten range for yeah, sure. It took a lot for me to say because Adams, man, I just, yeah, I just he's want good. him to be the best. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. doubt. But also, mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers made, not to say Robert Tunyon can't catch a ball, but yeah. Tunyon was top three. He was number three tight end last year. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And also, yeah. I'm not. I'm saying it not to take anything away from Devonte Adams because the guy sure. is definitely a phenom. I just think if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, especially the way that Devonte Adams talked about Rodgers, like he's just he wants Rodgers back. I right. think the he team talked about it like he might not be back if Aaron yeah. Rodgers isn't back. You know, I just think the team could do bad oh. just because he's not there. Sure, I would agree with that. Yeah, I could see that. He's kind of the glue. He's the vet. He's like. MVP, you know, he's he's the guy in, in Green Bay, like we talked about. He is the offense. Um, yeah. He makes everything tick. So it'll be interesting to see. And we're Lions fans, so. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah true. Well, you know, without being too long on this, who is the other receiver there? Is it Lizard? Is it the Amari Rodgers they just brought in? Probably. Huh. Probably yeah. Amari Rodgers, I would say. Um, I like Lazard, but I just think he just he's had opportunity and he's not the answer that they're looking for, and that's obviously why they went with Amari Rogers. Agreed. Yeah. Um. So, I, I think it's Amari Rogers, but that's to be to be seen. Yeah. yeah. They have, Lazard was there. He got hurt. Scantling or Valdez Scantling, right? Yeah. He has drop issues. Like yeah. Green Bay, he said like last year people were like sending him death threats. Because of his yeah. props. It's like, Jesus, man. <laughs> which, is ridic- which is ridiculous because he actually made a lot of plays. I know what game you're talking about. He actually made a lot of plays in that game. Yes. And, like, no one talked about those. But, like, it's, come on, dude. We're all he human. Was, like, 
exactly, yeah. dude. People like to talk about the negative. Yeah, um, but listen, back, take, you, don't don't you, don't, <laughs> you don't you don't drop balls, you know, and unless your name's Eric Ebron, and then <laughs> no. <get> all the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but um, Ebron. um, <laughs> no, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> oh no, I'm all on board for the Ebron hate. I'm, yep, <laughs> yeah, that's all you. you you had me at Ebron hate and let's take it away, Steve. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in too much trouble. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll move on. But, but take my nickel back on that. I think from a fantasy standpoint, a receiving fantasy standpoint, I think it goes Devontae Adams and then Robert Tunyon. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe Amari Rogers. We'll see how that, how that goes. But those are my two guys that I'd be looking for. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is there. I'm obviously way higher on both of those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much the Packers. Yep, take uh, Devontae so Adams, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, you should take him, and, like, I guess, and depending on where the story's at, like, for redraft, you know, depending on where it's at, he's still worth, like, even if Aaron Rodgers has not been decided and maybe he's sitting out, I would argue he might not be worth that first-round pick but maybe on the turn, like once you make your first round pick and you're trying to like go maybe running back and a wide receiver. Yeah, definitely Devante because you're just kind of taking that chance that Rogers comes back or he doesn't. It still doesn't mean Devante is not like a capable wide receiver. Yeah. And he's, he's 28 years old. So like dynasty, I, I wouldn't be as high if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there and yeah. taking Devante Adams, but um, receivers obviously have a longer longer playing career than you know running backs or such so that's not too much of a worry but yeah so that's uh that's the packers so i saved the best for last the yes. number one the number one in the nfc north <laughs> your very own detroit football lions <laughs> just kidding joy <laughs> yeah um oof. i don't even know if i want to talk about this honestly Let's talk about our strength of schedule. We have one of the toughest schedules. Yeah, it's terrible. It's brutal. It's, it's so uh, bad. Yeah. It's like it's like the gods of football just like they just chose one poor soul in the beginning of time and the lions were the, were it and they're just like it's like the the book of job not the <laughs> biblical but it's just like they're just going to give it to us every year. I can anyway they can. The NFL's just trying to do us a solid. They see we're in a rebuild. They see yeah. that we might need a quarterback in a couple of years. So they're like, you know what? Right. Let's help. Let's just send the, yep, let's help them out. Let's let's make sure they pick in the top three next year. So thank you, NFL. You say send them to the hurt locker. No. <laughs> Please. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, the team um, with not like the most questions. Huh? Great. Yeah. I mean, we got Jared Goff at quarterback, which um Obviously, most, if not, I would say most football analysts are really low on Jared Goff. Um, he couldn't really get it done. He was kind of that guy that was, they think, holding the team back in L.A. That's why they got rid of him um, and that huge contract that they gave him. Um, so he's a big question mark to me. But in like we've talked about this before. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's won in the playoffs. Two things that. Matt Stafford has never done. Not saying that he couldn't. I'm just saying he didn't while he was in Detroit. Obviously, Detroit has been in shambles since then. So that's a good point, Mike. Um, but Jared Goff has, yeah, he's 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 shown that he can win in a playoff scenario. Um, and this line, 
he's actually walking into a pretty good pretty good situation from a quarterback standpoint in my opinion um maybe not the receiving core but i don't think he's gonna get put down a lot with this offensive line that he's got no um, there are they were already a pretty good offensive line and they just boosted it up with Panesuel. Yes. um yes. so i think from a from that standpoint he's got a he's got a pretty good setup in a run and a legit running back that can do damage on the ground that detroit hasn't had in a long time in deandre swift um so I think if that gets going, maybe he falls into a, a really good rhythm where he can get comfortable and make some easy reads, make some easy throws. And if that's how they play it, then I could see this working out um, working out for him and from a fantasy standpoint. Obviously, DeAndre Swift is going to be the fantasy hog. But you talk about TJ Hawkinson, um, you know, he could, he could finish as a top three tight end, in my opinion, um, if they get rolling like that. But Obviously, I'm tapering my expectations, but we'll see how it goes. What do you guys What do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think Hawkinson is going to be that security blanket for golf when golf's in the, you know, he drops back. You just see, you know, big hawk right there and just dish it right to him. He's going to be the security blanket getting golf out of a lot of trouble. So I and hope. Yes. Yes. Hope is a I was good gonna, I was going to say real quick, you are right. Lions could have potentially one of the top five offensive line in the NFL. Like with the addition of Panay Sewell, they really boosted it up um, their offensive line. So I think Swift will be a monster in the backfield and it's going to give golf um, a lot more time than really what Stafford's ever had. So <laughs> they have a they have potential to have a, a top three, top five offensive line now. Because I think those three anchors on the line, uh, Decker, Ragnow, Sewell, it's also going to help that that Philly guard, Vitae. Yes. And if you can get him playing average, and like those three just make it, it just kind of puts them a cut above. Like they they could be better than the Steelers' offensive line when Le'Veon Bell was breaking out. And I kind of feel like I have I have a lot of hope, and this is just because I think that. Jared Goff, if you can surround him with a good running game, and that's what I believe that they, they're trying to do, he can do well. Like, we, there's a chance we could, just because of the strength of schedule, we could end up with a top three pick next year. But if the defense, which we have the interior line improved, and hopefully that could give our cornerbacks, you know, if they can get some pressure on the opposing quarterback, our corner quarterback our cornerbacks won't be winded and they won't give up 5,000 yards a game like we can maybe stay in these games but uh I just think I don't know Jared Goff maybe I've been watching too much notebook and like him and Ryan Gosling look so much alike and yeah maybe I'm maybe <laughs> maybe that's what it is and I've been watching drive too much but I'm having hope for Jared Goff because I'm falling in love, I'm yeah. falling in love with golf again all right. <laughs> but, no, but uh, I think that the fantasy wise, the best, the running backs of the Lions are what to invest in right now. Well, like you said, though, with Swift, he's worth top two, top three pick in your draft. And then just roster Jamal Williams or that uh, Jamar, Jamar Jefferson, Jefferson just as a handcuff, because if Swift gets hurt, they're going to be running behind. A fantastic line 
And both of those backs are super capable and they could have a chance of getting, giving you some good points. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And then um, for the receiving core, Amon Ross St. Brown is a guy that a lot of people are high on just because the the wide receiving core in Detroit is kind of decimated. Tyrell Williams being our number one, which I don't think he's a bad wide receiver, but I don't, I don't think he's a long-term answer. Um, so maybe if Amon Ross St. Brown steps up and shows that he can uh, get it done, you know, whether that's in the slot or, or what have you, um, he could very quickly become a fantasy relevant wide receiver. But like I said, I don't, I don't have, Hope is the right answer for this team. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's a lot of expectation. Um, I'm personally not, you know, going after any of these guys from a fantasy standpoint, other than maybe Hawkinson and uh, DeAndre Swift. Those are the two. Those are the two. I'm taking. I'm taking. The, yeah, I'm taking the show me approach first, and I just think that's that's going to be for the Lions for a couple of years. If there was a besides like. Of the veterans that the Lions have, like wide receiver wise, is there a wide receiver that you would pick? Like, let's say you've got both your running backs and you've got your wide receiver one and you need to fill your wide receiver two. Of the three starting guys, you got Quintus Cephas or Cyphus, the Starfleet captain, uh, <laughs> Brashad Perryman, and is it, I can't remember the last guy, but like Tyrell Williams. There you go. Of those three, is there a guy you would slot in as your wide receiver too? For me, it's Tyrell Williams. Um, okay. I just think he's the best. He's a field stretching receiver. Um, if you have to take a shot on any of the three, it's definitely him for me. I mean, Quintus Cephas, he's, I think he's coming into his third year, so he's still a young guy. Um, a little bit of unknown, but he also was playing behind Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, so he didn't get that much of a opportunity the last couple of years so there's a chance that he steps into a bigger role and um becomes the number one guy but i think the more likely is tyrell williams so for me it's okay. it's him uh what about you steve yeah i would actually say so who who do we say you said for the number two yeah so yeah like you're you're filling a wide receiver two and nothing out like you've got both of those three guys staring you in the face and then like the draft board is saying for some reason that they're the next three valuable picks. Yeah. So I, I, it's maybe personal preference, but I actually really like Quintez Cephas because being a Michigan fan. Also, I watched Quintez Cephas give Michigan a lot of problems when he played for Wisconsin. And he's okay. a very physical guy. And like or Mike said, he sat behind Jones I think Cephas, if you get him out there and and get him, you know, get his feet wet, get him, get him out there, let him drop a couple balls, let him make mistakes. But I think Cephas could um, could be that guy. I, I really like Cephas. Okay, yeah, I was curious because I I like I had Perryman on my dynasty roster, and I just I just wasn't liking it, so I dropped him. And okay, I'm liking where you guys are going with that. Yeah, I think Perriman, there's a reason that um, even on the Jets, he was like the second option. Um, And I know the Jets were a flaming dumpster fire, but uh, I just don't think, I think Perriman's probably a third option on most teams, if that. Um, 
I know that he's coming in to be the number two guy, I think, for the Lions, but I think Quintus Cephas would be a close number two for me as well. Just yep. because, like I said, he's a young guy. He sat behind two studs, so he didn't get a whole lot of opportunity. But he did make a couple big plays last year. I think he had one uh, one that I can remember, at least. It was like a 40-yard bomb from Stafford and touchdown. Um, so I just think he didn't get a lot of opportunity. So I could see it working out for him as well. Um, like this this team, like we said before, it's just a huge question mark. Yep. And that's kind of the theme of the NFC North right now. It's kind of just this murky new quarterbacks, new coaches situation. Aaron Rodgers may or may not be there. It's just like, a, I don't know, it's like a big cloud of <laughs> we don't know. So yeah. We'll see how this plays out. Um, so now that we talked about all those, let's 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 rank our let's rank our let's start with the quarterbacks. Obviously, if Aaron Rodgers is there for me, I'll, I'll go first, by the way. <laughs> no, I just start talking. I'll go Do first. It. <laughs> um, for me, quarterback wise, it goes Aaron Rodgers and then it goes Justin Fields. I know. Shock. Actually, no, because Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields and then Jared Goff for me from a fantasy standpoint. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Do you guys have any? You guys have any changes in you, in your lineup for that? Uh, I would I would probably agree with the top two: Rogers, uh, if he plays Rogers, and then Kirk Cousins. I would swap Fields and Golf personally. Just being Fields' first year, um, and really, you know, we don't think we don't expect him to get the start. Maybe he does, but yeah. we know those other three guys are are starting a full 17 games so yeah and um, this is just yeah yeah this is I mean, just like fantasy in general i'm not talking redraft or dynasty so yeah that's hard i could see i could see that I, argument but i just like the, i just like the running i just like the running upside of justin fields if and when he does get to play i think it's just like it's like an asterisk in fantasy football you know it's like the guy just is going to put up more fantasy points, even if he throws a couple interceptions. I think, yeah. You know, if he if he breaks off a forty yard run, that's just huge for fantasy. So, my QB is a little bit different, just because I live in a meme world. So I like I have Kirk Cousins as number one, and this is even if Aaron Rodgers plays. Oh, wow. uh, Aaron Rodgers is number two, Jared Goff number three because of the hopium I'm high on, and then. Andy Dalton slash Justin Fields at number four, just because I, it's the naggy thing. I don't yeah. know, but with, with Kirk Cousins, I, I have faith in Kirk Cousins to play the Aaron Rodgers card. I think that he's going to have a, not an MVP season like Aaron Rodgers did, but I think this Kellen Mond draft is going to light a fire underneath him. And he has Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson at his disposal. And I think he's going to try to earn his job. And that's just going to lead to a lot of great fantasy points. I mean, yeah, that is true. Uh, the Vikings probably have the best duo at wide receivers. So Cousins may be in the best situation there. I just, I don't know. I like that breakdown. I like that yeah. breakdown, Ryan. Uh, and also Jared like Goff. Oh, yeah, go on. Sorry. I was just saying I like that we all have different um top fours it's interesting we'll see how it plays out see where yeah. it plays what were you what were you gonna say ryan uh what was i gonna say oh with jared goff over andy dalton justin fields this is because i think andy dalton's gonna play a lot longer because i i mean 
what you can say about Andy Dalton is he's a starting quarterback. And there you go. Like he is good enough to win the starting quarterback and he's good enough to play a full season. So like if they want Justin Fields to sit, which I think it could be better for him in the long run to not throw him out a la Mitchell Trubisky and throw him out before he's ready. Cause like PFF had Mitchell Trubisky as the number one graded quarterback in that draft of 2017. And I can't remember the veteran that he took over for, but it just didn't turn out well for him. They had Justin Fields number three, but pretty close to like Zach Wilson. Like they were making arguments to where like they would maybe take Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. But I, I definitely think Fields is what people say he is. It just, I just hope they don't rush him out too soon. I think yep. that, you know, just give him a little time. Not that he like maybe one year, you know, just do it right, especially with that that, that Nagy system. It just him going into sure. there just kind of makes me afraid for him. Not that sure. he can't do yeah. it, yeah. you know. Just kind of I'm kind of like tapering expectations just because of the past, because of what they did with Trubisky. So that's why I have him around number four. But I mean, next year, who Maybe knows? Wild like, card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. He's just get, Nagy's starting to give me just those. Adam Gaze vibes like yes. I'm just like it's uncomfortable like you're starting to really see he's not he's he maybe he's not in a spot where he's gonna succeed it's yes. becoming more apparent so we'll see how that goes but um all right so let's move on to running backs and we're gonna do kind of two so with Aaron Rodgers slash without I don't think it's that much different for running backs but you know it is <laughs> because it's Aaron Rodgers yeah um, so either you guys want to start with this one first. I, I feel like this is easy. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go. I feel like this yeah. is easy. It's straightforward. And I feel Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery. That's where I'm at. Same. Yeah, I feel like right. that's just. And even with. Yeah, without Aaron Rodgers, I feel like it's about the same. I mean. Um, I just realized NFC North is pretty stacked with running backs, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think about that, but we have Aaron Jones and, and Dalvin Cook, two top five running backs in our division. So, yeah. And I would, I would probably even say I would take, if we're talking dynasty, I'm taking, um, Dalvin Cook and then DeAndre Swift, to be honest with you. I mean, I like Aaron Jones a lot, but. Um, just with the murky, I know we, we said we do two different ones and I would agree that it doesn't really make a difference. Um, but if Aaron Rodgers isn't there and we're talking dynasty, I would, I'd probably go DeAndre Swift over, um, Aaron Jones, but yeah, I have the same four that you said initially. Yep. I, Cook, I agree. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Go ahead. That, that dynasty take, I'm right there. Like just from the potential, and like what DeAndre Swift is capable of, and how we're talking about that line, like in the future, line. yep, it's looking pretty good for him. Yeah, so that's 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 a pretty easy one. All right, we're going to wide receivers. So I I feel like we're going to have some discrepancies here. This is kind of an oddball one. So first we'll start if Aaron Rodgers is there, and somewhat happy happy enough to play, we'll say. Um, so for me, it, uh, sorry, well, uh, who, who started the last one? 
So Steve. yeah, R- Ryan can go. I did. Yeah, so this is if Rogers is there. Yeah. So if Rogers is there, man. if Rogers is there, it's Devontae Adams number one, Jefferson number two, Thielen number three, Robinson number four, and there's no clear cut. That would be my top four because there's no clear cut Lions wide receiver. You know, I thought we'd kind of disagree here, but I would agree. I think that's either way you slice it. I think Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to be the next, you know, just superstar receiver. Devontae Adams. I mean, I'm still going to take Devontae Adams one if it's if Aaron Rodgers is there. Oh, yeah. So it's going to go Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Thielen for me. Yep. Top three for sure. No, what about you, you, Mike? Or, Or Steve? Um, yeah, sorry, Ryan. Did you say you said Jefferson first, Adams, and then who was third? If yeah, I said Adam. Adam Adams first, first Jefferson, oh, Thielen, then Robinson. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I think Robinson is better than Thielen, so I would rank maybe Robinson at the third spot. Uh, <laughs> Now he's a Chicago Bear. I don't like him, but yeah, I put him. I put him there. Yeah, I think Justin Jefferson has the highest upside. Uh, dynasty purposes, he's he's going to be a a stud here in the future. He's just going to be a playmaker. So, yeah, I so. of course I got to I got to rank Adams. Personal reasons, Adams has got to be up there for me. So, yeah. got some got some stock invested in him. I see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jefferson is dynasty wide receiver. There could be an argument to take Jefferson as like the number one off the board. Like I could see right. that. Definitely. So I was going to say without Rogers, though, Jefferson, <laughs> it's tough. Jefferson may be that one. You know, if yeah. Rogers doesn't play Jefferson and Rogers or uh, sorry, Jefferson and Adams would flip flop there. So. For me, because I think mine will be different than Mike's. So if Rodgers isn't there, then I have Jefferson one, Thielen two, Robinson three, Devonte Adams four. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, that's it's hard. Yes, it's different. Like, and that's only because I feel like at this current time that Rodgers yeah. is the blue that's holding that team together. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. We hit we hit all those points. I mean, it's, it is kind of like wait and see. Um, they're very close though like Devontae and yeah. Robinson like you know Allen Robinson finished 12 last year with that bad quarterback play right Devonta Adams could be right there you know in that 11 12 area with like a Blake Bortles or like a very green Jordan Love it just man I guess I guess the another another point of this is do you think even without Aaron Rodgers do you think the offense um, the offense. Who's who's the coach? Uh, who's the coach? I'm drawing a blank for the Packers. Um, uh, Lafleur. Yeah, yeah. Lafleur. Do you think Lafleur is going to implement an offense? Um, that is going to set set up those guys like Matt Nagy did. Like, I mean, Allen Robinson finished 12 under a Matt Nagy offense with bad quarterback play, with random quarterbacks getting thrown in on a weekly basis. Like if Blake Bortles is is the quarterback, 
with a really good pass blocking offensive line and better better running back play, you know, better tight end play. I don't know. I just I still think Devontae Adams like we already went over all this stuff. I know, but no, so mine, yeah, mine would go. Mine would still go Justin Jefferson number one. We're talking if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Justin yeah. Jefferson number one. Um, Devontae Adams number two. And then the more I think about it, I actually like Allen Robinson over Adam Thielen too. And I and I I like all the points that you made. Uh, he is kind of touchdown dependent. He is Kirk Cousins' red zone guy. Um, but I just I think Allen Robinson is just the better receiver. So I'm always going to default to that. So I'd go Allen Robinson sure. three. And then Adam Thielen four, for me. Okay. See, now you got me thinking even further because how you're saying yeah. like, okay, what if they don't have? Because like, what if they don't have Aaron Rodgers th- th- throwing the ball, and they have to rely on a Blake Bortles? Do they change the offense around and say, okay, we don't have one of the greatest of all time making these insane throws? Do we go more running focused and be right. more of like that run first team and? try to replicate that two-headed monster that's in Cleveland. You know, I focus on that a lot, but just that's just the way I see the, the NFL going. Right. And that, that would definitely factor into my Devontae Adams being so low is maybe they don't they can't rely on Devontae to do Devontae things because he, he doesn't have, you know, a good quarterback going, like, throwing to him. Right. And maybe I should, yeah, like, PPR, I agree. I go Robinson over Thielen, hands down with you guys. Because, like, oh, man. See, now you got me thinking. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thought because, like you said, I just don't think – I just don't think Matt Nagy really knows what he's doing over there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's hurting everybody. Not just, you know, Alan Robinson has been pretty consistent, but um, imagine if Alan Robinson was playing on the Green Bay Packers, you know, what that would look like. Yeah. With just a better offensive coordinator and a better organization, better running back. Like I said, all like all the things we talked about. I just yeah. And you're right. Maybe they do go more run full, but they're already a run heavy team. You know, you think about even with Aaron Rodgers, they're already a pretty run heavy team. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers just makes the plays outside of the pocket that are like whoa, and that's what yeah. gets yeah. the big fantasy points. Um, and maybe Blake Borders don't make doesn't make all those, but maybe he doesn't have to. You know, maybe he's making easy reads and they're scheming um scheming better better reads for him i don't know it's a, it is a big question mark and that's why you really could slice this into so many different ways and not not know which one to put your confidence in yeah that's why football is the greatest sport in the history of mankind yeah. just because of like all of the different it's, it's the too ultimate many factors it's too many factors the, team game exactly yep. dude yep. it's the ultimate team game to where like oh man, that's why it's so good and that's why we love it yeah. so much. <laughs> There's so, yeah. so many factors. Football, we love you. Yep. So, um, do we all kind of, are we done with the wide receiver topic? Yeah, we'll, we'll run into tight ends. All right, I just want to see if we all kind of have the same opinion on tight ends. Um, maybe not, but I'm trying to think of all the tight ends, actually, that are in the NFC Division. I got mine. North. Yeah, you got you got Tunyon, Hawkinson, um, Irv Smith, and then Ooh. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Yeah. So for me, it's for me it goes hot. I and this is another tricky one too. We're talking tight ends, but 
for when you're talking about skill wise, we'll say with Aaron Rodgers there first as well. So for me, it definitely goes Hawkinson, Tanyan, and then Cole Kmet, and then Irv Smith. And I think I could see any scenario where the last two get swapped based on the matchup. Yeah, those two at the bottom pretty close. I would have yeah. them there. What about you, Steve? Um, yeah, no, I agree with Hawkinson. I actually, and call me like slab heavy, but I would have, um, Ooh, this is hard. Cause I don't, and, I don't know if it, uh, and yeah, this, is really this is with Rogers. <laughs> yeah, this is, is yeah, with Rogers. So this is, yeah. this is hard actually. Um, oh, really? yeah, I guess I, 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 it's hard for me because I've, I have a lot of hope, and I think Irv Smith is actually going to ball out this year. Um, but I, with Rodgers, probably, yeah, Tanya and Smith, and then Clement, or Cole Clement. So I, I guess I would agree um, somewhat like with Ryan, I guess. So. so Yeah, I would go with Rodgers. If Rodgers is there, just because he's a bad man, I would put Tanya in one. Not to take away from Hawkinson, but they did sign yeah. Darren Fells. And he's a capable pass, like pass catcher in his own right. So they could be that could take away from some of Hawkinson's target share. And Tanyan's like the tight end on the team. So with Rogers, I go Tanyan one, Hawkinson two, but super close. You know, Irv Smith because I agree with Steve. I think that I think Irv Smith will probably have seven touchdowns this year. And how Rudolph's gone, so you know, so he he could be you know if he's on the waiver wire, he probably won't get drafted. He might, depending on what the format is. If it's tight and premium, look out for him. He can get you some right. touchdowns probably. And then Cole Komet underneath. But those guys also close. We just we haven't seen a lot from Cole Komet. But like as you said before, Mike, you know, there's potential there. You know, he's one of those start throws that could break out. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, I mean, we're talking about new quarterbacks and all that. I mean, all these are kind of dart throws in my opinion. I mean, yes. besides. You know, Tunyon, like you said, Tunyon, he finished as a three tight or number three tight end in the league last year from a fantasy standpoint um, with Aaron Rodgers playing the MVP season. So I definitely could see Tunyon being ranked number one as well. Um, I just think Hawkinson's the better tight end. But, yeah. you know, that's just my opinion. I could see Listen, that. Hawkinson and Kittle train together in the offseason. That's all I got to say. It can only mean one thing. <laughs> it can only mean one no, thing. No, that's not good because that means Hawkinson's going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Ser- seriously, like anyone that anyone that drafts towards Kittle, you just got to be careful, man. Like yeah. he like I tried to trade for him last year when he he came back like a maniac. Because, yeah, he and he did no regard. He runs with no regard for his body. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Any human life, not his own. Anyone that's <laughs> like and it's fantastic football, but he doesn't care. And it, yeah. and he gets himself hurt. I really believe like, man, he's great. But just. There's a, you know, 40% chance Kittle's not going to play 16 games. He'll probably play nine great games and then hurt himself. He might, like, right. break a bone off. His, like, his, his leg's going to fall off. Yeah. So I, I have a question for Ryan, actually. So are you sure you're not higher on Irv Smith, being since you're really high on Kirk Cousins this year? I, <laughs> I'm high on Kirk Cousins just for the situation Irv Smith had 
I think he had six touchdowns last year. So I'm giving him one more because Irv Smith likes that. <laughs> uh, but no, like, oh, that's horrible. But uh, I just, okay, so without Aaron Rodgers, I could say this. Hawkinson, Irv Smith, then Tanyan, then Komet. With Aaron Rodgers, Hawkinson, Tanyan, Irv, and then Komet. Because, I mean, if yeah. I think Kirk Cousins operates like this in the red zone. If Adam Thielen's not open because he looks to Adam Thielen, he's going to dump it off to the tight end. And Irv Smith's their starter. They are going to be in the red zone a lot. Like, Dalvin Cook is going to march him down the field. They're going to have a lot of red zone targets next year, probably. And so I could definitely make that case if there's no Rodgers in Green Bay, Irv Smith being number two behind Hawkinson. That's a good so, yeah, that's good to make it kind of make me think about that. So not to go too much uh, longer, because I know this has been pretty long already. Um, I got a question for both of you. Is the NFC North going to win more games than the NFC East of last year? So the NFC East, I, I did the math, um, had a combined total of 23 wins. Out of 64 games. No. Oh, so, no. And figuratively speaking, let's say uh, without Rodgers. Huh. Which 23 Rogers. games from four teams. There is an extra game, though, this year, so may not be fair, but. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Let's kind of taper expectations. We get an extra try. Yeah. <laughs> Just over under. <laughs> How about this? Like, you can say, like, minus four. I guess yeah. uh, everyone gets an extra game. Yeah. So you just minus four from the total. I don't think our teams are as bad as the East was last year. Me neither. Do you think? <laughs> no, I think I think we still no. make the wins. I um, Yeah, I just feel the NFC North has a ton of questions just surrounding the whole division. Yes. And that's that's a good it's a good question because you really got to think about it. You really do with Aaron Rodgers possibly not coming back. What Chicago I mean Chicago has a great defense, but <laughs> what's happening with their quarterback situation? Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, the the team's going to want to put pressure on the brass to throw Justin Fields out there. The Lions be the Lions. Right. And then we have the Vikings which will probably I think they'll win the most games out of anyone in the NFC yeah. North at least. Yeah, they probably have the highest hopes of if if that happens of being uh, the top dog in the division. So, and I hate the Vikings. Let me. Yeah. I do not like the Vikings. I know it sounds like I want to move to Minnesota. <laughs> I don't want to move to Minnesota. I like it. I like being in Detroit, but on paper, they're just looking really, really nasty this year. Yeah. So I think I think honestly I think the Bears are kind of a sleeper. Um, and obviously that, that goes along with my whole theme of this episode. I'm high on Justin Fields. I'm higher on Cole Komet. I'm higher on, on Robinson. You know, I just, I know I'm higher on these guys, but the bears have a great defense. Oh they yeah. Have, dude. They don't, they don't have a good defense. That's they have true. a great defense. Yeah. Yes. Um, and football teams can do, you can do a lot with, you know, when you start your drive on 20, yeah, I've said this before, like the ultimate team game. Um, when you got a defense that can give you the ball at any moment, um, you're going to score a lot of points. So 
if they figure out even just a little bit about this quarterback situation and hit a stride, I think the Bears could be a sleeper and make a run at winning this division. Oh, yeah. Especially if, especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Well, shoot, man, they made the playoffs last year. Like, yeah. Let's not forget. And yeah. we got to remember what won the Super Bowl last year. I love Tom Brady, but it wasn't Tom Brady. It was the Bucks yeah. defense. Defense, yeah. Yep. The Bucks defense destroyed Kansas City. You know, yeah. all praise goes to Tom Brady. You can call him the GOAT. Fantastic player. I heard he great, makes great avocado ice cream. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like you said, it's, it's defense. I would take a phenomenal defense over having a phenomenal offense. Because, like you said, yeah. that, that, that point, exactly, you have a defense that can get you the ball at any time. I would take that any day. Yeah, so I think I think they're still going to be a lot better than the NFC East was last year, even if yeah. the Lions win, even if the Lions win one one game or two games. I think the Packers are going to be good enough, even without Aaron Rodgers, to win seven or eight games and just like make it somewhat of a fun season or competitive season for them. Yeah, um, it, with Aaron Rodgers, I think they could win upwards of twelve. You know. So, oh yeah, going back to the playoffs, yeah. probably. Yeah. They got a good corner in the draft. They drafted, like you said, their Randall Cobb-esque receiver for Rodgers. Right. Little did they know, or maybe they did know, that, you know, Rodgers was hoping to stay in California to do Jeopardy. Yeah. It's a fan, It's a fascinating situation. <laughs> What's is. going on I'm over there? I'm excited to see how this plays out, honestly. And I don't know, like we say all the time, we're Lions fans. So anytime we get to watch the, watch the world burn in Packerland or – in the Bears land, it's always fun. They don't so. know what they what it feels like. <laughs> they just they, they don't. just don't know what it feels you like. Know. I stopped watching the Lions when Marty Morningwig took the wind in overtime. I stopped <laughs> watching for like six years. I was done yeah. with football. That's how bad the Lions can hurt yeah. a person. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. You talk but, to any you talk to any like old school Lions fan, and it's always the same thing. It's just like. Nothing but like bitterness and sorrow and yes, same old line. Yeah, we hear we've heard it all before, but it was fantasy yeah. football and you guys roping yeah, it back man. in. That's right. That's right. Detroit Detroit fans are always great fantasy football people. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> shout out, shout out Daniel Dopp on ESPN. Um, Boom. Yeah, he's a big fantasy guy. So anyway, <laughs> I think that's a good stopping point for the show. Um, Today, obviously, we went over the NFC North. Uh, we haven't decided on what division we're going to go after next week. If anyone's got recommendations, let us know in a chat or on our YouTube channel or even on our Facebook page. Just shoot a comment if you want to hear one. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, like I said, YouTube. And we're also on all the podcasting platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the major ones. Uh, so find us every Monday. I know we skipped last Monday. It was Mother's Day. And like I said, we're all married guys. So you know how that goes. Well, yeah, you have a bunch of moms we, when that happens. You don't know. Yeah, it's right. like, no, one person gave birth to me. Why are there six yeah. moms at my house? Right. What you never know who's who's who and their mother is going to show up. And usually <laughs> it's all of them. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, every Monday from here on out, we'll try to get you guys some content. Uh, like I said, find us wherever podcasts are found, and that's all I got for you. Deuces. Peace. Later. Later.